What in the world was that? Blaine and Mickey, Monday. And it's once again, it's not a, it was, if you're a Titans fan, it's not a victory Monday. If you're a college football fan, this is one heck of a victory Monday. What a crazy, crazy, unbelievably good slate of college football. And that, that, that whole world is just on fire right now. But before we do any of that, what in the world just happened? Okay, this is why I'm terrified of touchscreens because I fired off the open with my finger right here on this touchscreen we have in the control room, and it fired off a Ron Slay bump saying no, 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 and another song that's bumper music in here, 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins. This is why I'm scared of touchscreens, and I was afraid to even use this thing for months when I got this job. Never again. Okay, so if you go in the control room, there's so many things in there that I don't understand. By the way, the hitman will be with us momentarily. Uh, there are so many things in there that I don't understand, but there is one computer screen with buttons. And so, Lucas, you could better explain, like if I say the off IR but not return to the roster yet, that sound. See, that's on the touch screen. So there are all these different things on there. So how in the world do you touch three or four different things at once? I, I'll never know. I don't know. I don't know. I hit I hit the open, and it fired off two different things. It was very exciting, uh, whatever it all was. Uh, Lucas mentioned this. So the college coaching carousel, trust me, we'll talk a lot of Titans today. We'll do Ding Dong of the Week. John Bryce is going to join us in hour number two. Um, starting with the Egg Bowl on Thursday, which – Ole Miss put a little air in it at the end, but uh, that was an exciting game. There were some fun games on Friday. Saturday was absolutely incredible. I don't know if anybody's on a particular side of Ohio State or Michigan, but that game was fantastic, and it ended in the snow. Uh, the Iron Bowl was fantastic. There were so many great college football games. Kind of makes you sad because the last weekend is rivalry weekend, so you get some of the absolute best games of the year, and then that's pretty much the end of the regular season besides Army-Navy and conference championship games. And then here we go into bowl season. But my goodness, what an ending uh, to the college football season. And uh, when Sunday rolled around, Blaine Bishop, wearing your uh, Ball State gear, by the way, congrats, Ball State, bowl eligible. Don't think I didn't notice. You know, when you're in the Mac, you got to, you know, pray for a bowl at <laughs> six and six. So I think, uh, you know, it's like eight teams are eligible from the Mac. So they, everybody's not going to get in. Ooh. Yeah, that's how I view it. Uh, so, yeah, they thought they were going to go to the Bahamas Bowl, but uh, that's already been taken, I think. Oh. I think MTSU versus Toledo. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. well, MTSU won a wild one on Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but how, how, how about how those, those Titans uh, wasn't looking so good? <laughs> man this is again we'll talk college football we're going to talk titans we're going to this two-hour window here is going to be cram packed today but yesterday's game was so frustrating because as deleted as they are they still had plenty of chances to win this game and the patriots came in as the hottest football team and the i mean they won five in a row now they won six in a row that's the top winning streak right now in the nfl but I started writing some of this down. So they had a penalty on the opening kickoff. So the ball started. They went to the 11 instead of the 21. First punt, they had a penalty that caused them to have to re-punt. They lost 32 yards. The Patriots scored a touchdown. Yep. Titans, the, the Titans then scored a touchdown that would have tied it. But you heard, boom, they missed the extra point. It was so loud on Titans radio. It's like they had the microphone on the goal. Oh, post. you can hear it on TV, though. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, it was so loud. 
So then they're trailing 6-10. to 10. Tannehill misses Chester Rogers on a play that, that might have been able to score. Then they yeah. missed another field goal. Mm-hmm. So it was six. And that cost him not only seven points, but three points, because that was going to be a touchdown, Chester Rogers. Bad location on, on Tannehill. You know, I'm a big Tannehill accuracy, especially deep ball. He, that, that one there, he meant he was open. In the NFL, that's wide open. <laughs> so he can't, he can't miss that. And I don't think he got hit on that play either. No. Maybe way after the throw, but uh, yeah, he got to complete those. That's, that's the NFL all day starting NFL quarterback. So they missed seven, then they missed three. So they were trailing six to 10. Then they fumbled at the New England 35, trailing yeah. 6 to 13. So that could have been a touchdown possibly. Which, which from who fumbled that one? Was that it? was uh, Hilliard or Hilliard. Hilliard. Hilliard's fumbled. So then you go to the second half. They were trailing 19 to 13. Foreman fumbled after a 30 yard run. That was in New England territory. Mm-hmm. They forced a punt and a three out. And then they ran three pass plays while they were running the ball for like seven and a half yards of carry, which I, I know you got to do what you got to do, but they threw it three times or tried to. Tannehill ran on one of them. So they went three and out no matter. They punt back the Patriots. That's when Kendrick Bourne had the play where he just just kind of ran down the sidelines and Jayon couldn't push him out and there was a – not the greatest. Yeah, that, actually, I, I can go into detail on that play. I know exactly what happened on that play. They were playing zone covers. That should never happen. First, it starts off with Kevin Byard staying on the tight end too long. He's supposed to be right there in the crosser. He got caught up with him and then trying to jam him and carried him too long. He's supposed to be in that spot where they threw the ball. Now, that, that, that's one mess up. Then uh, Jack Rabbit jumps inside. He's supposed to be the outside guy. What did it contain? Right. Nobody ever runs outside. He jumps inside for no reason because he took the bait on the, on the fake. But the guy was, you know, you had plenty of time to recover. But that was horrible on his part. Absolutely horrible. Unacceptable. All his friends, his buddies, is running inside out. If he would have just stayed outside, even if he missed, they make the tackle. Sure. Because J.I. Brown and all those guys is running. Hooker, Hooker who got hit there or blocked, you know, they turned. They didn't want to ear home. And then J.I. Brown, you know, just wasn't fast enough, and, you know, the guy was faster was Bourne. Yeah, really, in this game, Bourne, Janu, uh, Myers, they really kind of took control of this game. They couldn't run the football, really, pretty much the whole game. Uh, they dominated in the trenches as far as that's concerned, as far as the Titans on defense. They got no pass rush. Mac Jones was baking a pancake back there. That, that's absurd. Yes. So, for this front four, I don't know whether they were tired or not. Uh, they were playing bully ball, though, against the run. I, I could give them that. Uh, you know, Byard, I think, had a sack. I, I can't think of anybody. That was a blitz. Who else had a sack? That was a well-designed defensive play. Yeah, he was up and down in this game. Uh, he gave up some deep balls, uh, took the wrong angle. I think risk-taking gambles, he could have took different angles. He decided that he wanted to make a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you don't get pressure, that's what happens. Yeah. So those passes are going to be more accurate. Great catch by Myers on one deep one, though. Uh, I thought that was a great adjustment to the ball. Uh, Mac Jones missed with Hunter Henry. I think that's the only pass he missed that would, would have impacted the game on a deep ball seven route. Byard again, once again, was on that coverage, and he jumped inside. He guessed. He guessed. After he jammed him, ran outside leverage, he guessed because he stemmed him way inside, came back with the seven route. Uh, got to play to your help, uh, and the help was not outside. Uh, luckily, he didn't get that one. So there was a you know a few mistakes here. I thought they did really well in the red zone defensively, uh, hold them to field goals, but ultimately – it got down to this. Tanny Hill didn't have the playmakers to really impact the game. Uh, he could manage through it, but then at some point he started forcing the issue. Uh, and they had the turnover. So without having A.J. or Julio, now you're in a position where you're trying to create something that's not there. 
and they had no separation. Uh, you can only, as a coach, I thought the play calling was fine. I don't know who a lot of people were saying that. I thought it was fine. I just think that they couldn't get open. Uh, and uh, they played a lot of cover, too. So they were, people were like, oh, they had 200-yard rushers. Well, guess what? They said, rushing can't beat us. We'll, we'll see what Tannehill can do. Yeah. They right. said they, so their goal, they were playing. They played eight-man front, but they played a lot of cover, too. Yep. Uh, so they didn't think they can. Then once they got up, they were like, okay, come catch us. Uh, so they need to do better in the red zone and offensively. Uh, so it was just one of those games that he just didn't have enough. Eventually, the injuries caught up. They have to play near perfect. They almost did, except for the pumbles. The fumbles, yep. the fumbles and bumbles, yep. if you want to call it that. And then the intercepted ball. And Just imagine, after all of that, the two fumbles, three fumbles, if Tanny Hill makes a touchdown play on the fourth down yeah. or the third down, whatever, on his drive, they cut it to what it would have been in 20 to 26 or something like that. They're in the game. But once that happened, the game was over. It literally was over. Yep. And there was only so more possessions, I think maybe two more possessions in that game. They had and then, you know, Patriots drove right down. Uh, so, you know, it was just one of those games where I wasn't comfortable coming in. I said that uh, I watched them from the Falcons uh, on Thursday night, and they look really good, and they look exactly what I thought they were. I, they they actually uh, didn't look as good running the football because they tried to play a little bit of bully ball there with Mac Jones, a little conservative on sharp passes. Well, they threw long passes versus Titans. Uh, so, yeah, it was just, a you know, one of those games. You know, now, you know, you rest, uh, hopefully get some guys back. But you know what you're learning here uh, with all the injuries is some of the some of the guys can actually some of these backup guys they're gonna stick around if not with the Titans somebody else yep. you know, whether it's next year or not some of these guys can play man they you know that's why you never can say oh he's four string he can't play well if he's on the roster he's on a practice squad I don't care if he was sitting at home if the guy comes out there and produces quickly that's that's, that's pretty impressive uh, that's why I really tapped the hat because you know they're filling the void with all the injuries and I know everybody wants an answer. To injuries. Guess what? There is no answer. It's injuries. This is not, you're not in a, you know, business. You know, you're you're just, you know, this is not running a tech company. Oh, why did you come in today? Well, why did you do this? No, there aren't, this is sports. The the, the answers are random. Why, Why last year they were one of the least injured teams or somewhere at the top. And this year is just, it's, you can't, you know, control injuries, whether it's soft tissue, hard tissue, major injuries uh, like Henry or, you know, what have you. So there are no answers. And by the way, the players, I've said this from the beginning, players must take ownership too of that. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of players do a lot of things outside of the facility that the, that the team don't know. Mm-hmm. Trust me, that happens. And then once one guy thinks it works, then he tells all his buddies. But then next you know what's going on. So you don't know how all this is. Pro- I mean, I'm sure they know how to rehab injuries. And I, I think variable being a former player, uh, I think he would have uh, an understanding that we won't push a guy out there before he's ready. I think they do a good job of that. So it's probably a combination of all those things. And by the way, I keep saying this, we don't know how COVID, COVID restricted your training, all of those things. And maybe some of the guys uh, in the offseason got sick or, you know, you know, asymptomatic or, you know, but still didn't feel good. And how much that went into them training and helping them and hurting them throughout that whole process. So there's a lot of factors. I don't think everybody wants answers. There are no answers. There's no answers. This is, you know, it's unique here these last two years, seasons. And Mike Vrabel even talked about that today. Um, he got to ask, you know, the fans are questioning the training staff and they're questioning the strength and conditioning staff. Yeah. And and Vrabel said, we got, yeah. do we have this? this? This is what he actually said about it. 
Yeah, that's great. I I have the utmost uh, confidence in in Frank, and uh, and Brian Bell and in Mondre. So and you know our training staff, Todd. Like I I do. I, I think and I appreciate that question, um, Luke. I, I I've I've never suffered an injury, and and again I I don't like to refer back to when I was playing. I but I will in this instance. I never suffered an injury and said, God, "Damn strength coach," you know. I never, I never said that. Uh, I never said that trainer sucks. And uh, I know that that's not the case. Um, you know, some of these things are, are unfortunate. You know, some of these injuries are just kind of part of part of football. But then, uh, you know, there is a there is a large responsibility uh, on the player to make sure that they're doing everything that they can. Uh, to stay on top of things, uh, the the programs that that we have them do, I'll go back to um, use Corey Davis as an example, right? He had said, suffered some hamstrings, you know, early on. So then he was on a, you know, a hamstring program. Or, you know, I remember Rashawn as a young player, um, maybe had an issue with his groin, and so then now he's on a, gro- a groin program that they do religiously. And so, a lot of this is. Um, you don't go to class, you know. As a young player, there's no, there's no class, there's no um, campus that you have to be on. You, you come in here and you, you do, you know, your prehab and you do all those, those routines. So, the, a lot of that is um, falls on the player, the responsibility, and then some of it is just unfortunate that, you know, guys get injured out there playing. Mike Vrabel earlier today, and he, he referenced exactly what you did at the end. A lot of this does fall on the players. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've been saying this for the last, I mean, because we've been getting a lot of calls the last three weeks. Yep. Especially <laughs> in post-game. I, I actually, I'm, I'm going to give Rabel kudos on, on answering all those. If, if I was a coach, I probably wouldn't have went into detail like that. Yeah. I wouldn't have like, uh, what does he do for rehab? Rehab. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's nothing you can do. Injuries, this is a physical sport, uh, and injuries are going to happen. Some years more so than not. Titan 17 people right now in injured reserve. All right, we come back, we'll get into uh, Ding Dong of the Week as we do every Monday. We'll take phone calls. Looks like Scotty has jumped on the line here. If you want to call us on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, do it. 615-737-1045. You want to talk what's going on in college football, pro football, Titans football. It is a Monday. We want to hear from you on Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. You hear, when you hear keep their heads ringing, that only means one thing. It's time for Ding Dong of the Week. We'll get to that in just a minute. Brought to you by our friend Mark Spain. But when you call, we like to go to you. Scotty in Tennessee is going to lead us off in this segment on the Mark Spain Real Estate Scott, uh, Hotline. Scotty, what's going on? I almost called it the Scott Line, but it is for now. So, What's going on, buddy? What's going on, Scotty? I got a question for Blaine. Yes, sir. Hey. I'm a I'm a defensive minded guy. I like the offense, but I, I prefer to watch the defense. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple plays yesterday. I want Blaine's input on why are everybody throwing their shoulders into people and not wrapping their arms? There was a big long run there, and the other one was the guy that scored the touchdown, and it looked like everybody was waiting for him to step outside, to step out of bounds. Yeah, they didn't finish. They none nobody finished the play. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I know you're talking about the one where Jack Rabbit ran in. I think what happens is on a play like that, guys are all coming inside out, and they know they have someone out there for contain, and then they have to readjust. And then they thought somebody – it was other people over there that thought they were going to make the play, and then all of a sudden, uh, was it Hooker, got uh, blocked. 
and then that really sprung them loose. Uh, I, I'm really irritated, just like you, I, and it's been a couple years, maybe even longer than that, about the the blocking, you know, trying to tackle with your shoulder and not wrapping up. I was a big proponent of wrapping up. It wasn't just about how hard you hit somebody these days because the guys are really good. They're strong. They can spin out of it. They may not know where they're at, but if you better take them down to the ground. Uh, so that that's never worked for me. I, I, one play I can remember on the long run I think you're talking about was Hooker on that one uh, because they showed the replay from the back, and he just dove at the guy. Sometimes as you're out of uh, – place or sometimes he's get hit and then he his location where you beamed him in and where you're going to tackle him he, it moves uh but you got to wrap up these days uh and sometimes you have to emphasize it on your own at practice because now when you get to this point in the season you're not doing a lot of tackling you're not actually not trying to touch a lot of guys in, yeah. as a secondary guy now if you're a linebacker and everything else you got to work on getting hands and everything else but you're not ever taking somebody down so I always used to practice uh, we're getting my feet together and uncoiling is what I call it, jumping into the guy when he dr- runs by. That way I stay low, keep my hands where they're supposed to be. You got to practice it. I, I remember having this conversation with Michael Griffin. He was having some issues with tackling. And I said, you got to do this. You can't just run by and tag them like you just playing tag at right. practice because that's what everybody does because you're not supposed to be. Yeah, you know, and so you have to practice. that. And I only learned through my own experiences uh, as a player uh, missing some tackles. I, I barely, rarely – ever miss tackles. I know I dropped a lot of ball interceptions, but I very rarely uh, miss tackles uh, because it's, it's short burst, understanding where your help is at uh, because the guys are so good. Uh, you got to be calculated. And if somebody messes up and runs into you, I told them, well, then I'm going to run into your ribs. The back of your ribs is mine. If you don't stay in your gap and where you're supposed to be, uh, then they'll have long runs. Uh, so it's it's tough out there, man, the way the offenses are called now and, and, and you know, the – I guess refereeing, everything's for the offense. So it's a little tougher. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that that game there was a little disappointing just all around. Now, they played physical uh, in the trenches on both sides, but didn't do do enough. It was a lot of key points in this game if you really want to get to it. But ultimately, it comes back to Tannehill. It, it really does. And I'm, I'm a big Tannehill guy. I, I like Tannehill. Uh, I think uh, he can maneuver in the pocket enough. He, he can scramble. He can make every throw. Uh, I think he gets a little tentative when he's out there with guys he doesn't trust. Here's a good example of that. Hollister. He hasn't been on the roster very long this season. Yeah, But guess when he did work with him a lot? 2019 when he was the back of Mariota and he was on the practice squad mm-hmm. and, and he was practicing the second team with Tannehill. Mm-hmm. He threw to that guy. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. what? Because he understands him and how he likes to run routes. The offense has changed a tweak. It's been tweaked. It's, it's still the same offense. Right. See? So he was completing balls to that guy. Because I kept on saying, well, dang, they throwing the Hollister. And I'm thinking, why? What, just why is he the guy? I mean, he he was very productive. You know, his, his brother played in the league, so he's got the gene. And I liked him. I, I was a oh, big physic- opponent. Physically, you and me have marveled at that we, dude. I, I, I he liked him. He looks like a I like, dude. And, yeah, he looks like, you know, he looks yeah. the part. You know, he could be that possession, tall, big receiver. Yep. Uh, so, and he runs good routes. Uh, so, I just don't think once, you know, somebody runs the wrong route or doesn't come back to the ball or not in the right location – I think he gets a little, all right, well, I got to go to somebody else. You can only do so much in practice, especially when you're dealing with guys you haven't played with a lot or, um, you know, they have inexperience. So it's just tough. You know, even uh, NWI, I'm going to call him that, <laughs> Westbrook Aquina, you know, as much as I don't like the way he uses his, he catches the ball, I don't like the, his hand location. You saw it again on the when he got a touchdown where he dove, right? Yeah. They had a challenge. He had his hands horrible. He was catching like a DB. He had his hands to his body, and it's almost like he caught it like a clap. 
your hands are supposed to turn that way and out here. Right. I, I mean, so like the, you're pushing somebody. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had him tight to his body, and he had his hands the wrong way. He still caught the ball, though. So you're getting the result. Yeah. But if a DB was close to him, well-designed play, by the way, right. to pick and so he could get open, is if somebody was there to make a play, they would have got the ball out. Mm-hmm. See? So those are the little things, uh, you know, there that's going on. But that didn't, that didn't hurt them, man. It was, you know, turnovers. They can't they, – they're not – without those – Stud players, as we can go down the list, A.J. Brown, Julio, and, and, and King, they, they can't have turnovers and think they can overcome them. Not, no. that, yeah, not that many. You know not four. Many? In four. the last two weeks? Nine. Nine. And you know how many they've gotten back? None. None. Yeah, so they, this is, you know. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. So, the, you know, that's the recipe really is the turnovers and not getting turnovers. Uh, but, hey. This is a perfect time. You know, you look at the schedule before and like, oh, man, that's late, later than you wanted and everything else. Well, it's perfect for the Titans at this point in time. And then who are you actually going to get back in a week and a half or so? You know, two weeks, if you want to give it that. You know, it, it may not be a lot. It could be just two. But if it's, the, you know, impactful players, then it can mean a lot. Like, I mean, we haven't seen Rashawn Evans in a minute. Monty Rice got hurt now. I think, I mean, he walked off with his shoe off. I mean, he was, <laughs> wow. Dang, what, I don't know. I think somebody... He twisted his ankle or did something to it. Yeah, they took him straight to the tent, and the last report on him was from Amy Wells on the sidelines who said they'd roll the cart up to the tent to come get him. Yeah. So. See? Yeah, and, but, you know, but Cole did a good job. He he, sh- he could have had a pick. Oh. But, you know, he could have, should have. But he I only – he really got one hand on it. He put both hands up there, but he really only got one hand when they slow-moed it. But, man, that was a heck of a play. So, you know, this guys are getting opportunities. You say, man, this guy's – and you know he can play special teams. He's done a really good job. Uh, so I, you know, hats off to the staff and uh, the players being prepared, uh, even if you're not the starter. So, yeah, Foreman and uh, you know Hilliard look Hilliard look really. I mean, he's got a burst to him. He's got some juice to him. I I, I like what I see in there, and they they see it. They see it. Yeah, while I was off, I saw they cut a, a B all day. <laughs> all day is no longer day. No, three weeks. Hey, it was worth a shot. You needed somebody. Yeah. You brought him in. You kicked the tires. To me, the question was. It, well, let me say this. If you ever wonder what a business the NFL is, hey, man, we know you're in the Hall of Fame. We're going to give you a little uh, three weeks later. Sorry, man. Good luck in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's Father, not working. Father time. Father time doesn't stop for anybody. He's 36. And guess what? He looked like a specimen and like he could still do it. He did. Well, in, in a normal world, he, he is. <laughs> you know, you go into gym, you're like, hey, man, you look like you can still play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can. Except when he gets the ball and he stops and wonders, uh, oh, which hole I want to go to. Nope, too late. You should have been already at the hole. <laughs> so, hey, man, they, they try, but hey. They, and Tannehill can't talk about or anybody talk about they didn't have a running game to help, you know, the play action pass. They had a run. They got they wrestled over 200 yards. 270. Yeah, so, you, you know, so that's, it's, it's, it's him and the chemistry with the receivers. Yep. And their separation. And so then you start forcing the issue, forcing it, and it's just not happening. I know I've, I I bring this guy's name up a lot. But one guy you should have some chemistry with is Ferkser. Ferkser should be the guy you have chemistry with. Yeah. In a perfect world, on a day like that, Ferkser gets eight targets and catches seven balls. I think he caught one. Because you, you know where he is. You know what he likes to do. You, but that shows you, Yudio, that's why I always talk about every year is a new year. Oh, yeah. He started off slow with the injury, and then now he's not into the flow and the rhythm Really, other yeah, offense, really, yeah. because he he was an impactful player, especially you know he's that wiggle tight end. <laughs> so I think Tanny Hill does a really good job of spreading the ball around to everybody. But I mean, he has some location issues too, like the Chester Rogers. When they went for it on fourth down, they got it. Yeah, 
Well, they should have got it. Chester Rogers went deep enough for that route. He had to come back because of the location of the ball. He threw it way outside. He had to come back in and jump and get it. Yeah. You know, so he, you know, he he, he wasn't perfect uh, by any means. I know everybody's talking about the, you know, tip and incomplete balls. But the guys weren't getting – they weren't open. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things you can point to as a coach looking at the film. It, it's not just Tanny Hill. But ultimately, he has the ball, and he's going to try to force it in there if he can if you're not getting any, any separation. They, they, their DBs are pretty good, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I guess yeah. some really good DBs. I, I like I like Mills, and I like the youngster Jackson. It was an undrafted free agent. I wasn't crazy about the play call on fourth down. I, I wasn't crazy about the I'm talking about the, uh, for the, the pick? Yeah. Yeah, the, the boot. I think they were trying to give him a run option. He had something in the flat. He had something deep. Yeah, it, it, it could have been questionable. It was no doubt. Because then he's only limited to what's over there. Now, if they would have did a throwback to the tight end, who would have fell down and it got up and snuck around to the that other side. That always works. Yeah. Philly special put that in. That always works. Yeah, but, you know, you can be critical at every call. Oh, sure, sure. Anyone that doesn't work, you can be critical yeah. of. Let's, but, uh, we need to do our ding-dong of the week. We had our ding-dong theme music. You can go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing, or as we like to say, don't be a ding-dong. Use Mark Spain. Lucas. Panzika is standing there bathed in light in the studio as he will deliver his ding-dong to us. <laughs> so my ding-dong is uh, Kirk Cousins. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa wait, wait. Uh, you took my ding-dong, by the way. I took your ding-dong. Kirk Cousins? But, but you didn't you? give us the, 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 don't we have ding-dong music? Oh, we can play the ding-dong music. Oh. Just roll it under, well, they opened the segment with it. But oh, sure. did it? Yeah, well, we get it. I like it. We could probably coming. come up with some Christmas versions of this because there's a lot of Christmas songs that say ding-dong in them. Well, we're we're going hard to work here in the one four five the zone control room. Yes, I can see. Yeah, that. but the Kirk Cousins was hilarious. Yeah. I saw it live, too. and he's had a hilarious. good year. You know, yeah. I don't think he's getting enough credit this year. Nobody's thrown less interceptions than Kirk Cousins. He's yeah. thrown three picks all season, uh, which is a great mark. But in a critical play, fourth and goal, down eight against the Packers, a divisional rival, Cousins lines up, making checks, putting guys in the right spot. He lines up under the right guard. <laughs> Yeah, the guys lined up wrong, too, by the way. <laughs> Jefferson lined up all the way on the runs, wrong side. He had to get him all the all way to the, the way other over. side. So, I mean, it was it was a lot of uh, And you saw, I, I guess it was Mattinson in that moment because Dalvin Cook was was hurt. Mattinson had to come up and tap him. Like, no, 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 move over, move over a guy. And they ended up burning a timeout. They had to waste the timeout, came back out, couldn't convert on the fourth and goal. But, Dang, that yeah. was my favorite ding I got another one. But, it's a good one. Yeah, he got out of the guard. That was hilarious. Then he called timeout. Yeah, as he did. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was funny. All right, what you got, B. Bizzle? Well, this one's a little more critical. Not as funny as, as that one. Uh, but uh, Coach Derek Mason against Bama. Oh, Auburn, Bama. All day long, they were beating them. Why? Why? Just why? Oh, I knew it. Not W-H-Y, but just the why. Why? Why were you blitzing and put your guy in man-to-man? I think Bryce Young just sold up the Heisman right there because there was nobody pulling away. They had no business winning that game. I know Bama fans, you can call in, but man, what a heck of an effort, heck of an effort by, you know, Bryce Young uh, and crew uh, to come back because Auburn really played a good game throughout with a quarterback with an ankle, Gimpy, defense shutting them down. Oh, they played, they could not have played that any better. Yeah, so I I don't have a Heisman vote, but he got it. But they can't, you can't, you should have played quarter, quarter, quarter. Make them go over the top. Then you tell the DB that I play deep to short. Instead, you went man to man. He was pressed, and then you know naturally they're never gonna call the push off 
you know, at the end there. And right. it was great throw, though. Outside shoulder. Oh, great beautiful. Kid. That, that, that uh, receiver, naturally, the backup there is still really good. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a backup receiver. So, yeah, I felt bad for the Auburn fans, though. And then, and then also, the running back not sliding and staying in bounds. He was unaware of the situation. That, that Those two combined really is why you lose game. And some of it's coach, but some of it's player awareness. Yeah. But that's why you're the coach. You're supposed to remind them. And of they were saying, well, you situation. got drug out of mouth. No, just dive. No, just, just dive fall to down. the ground. Just fall down. down. Just yeah, dive on the like ground. It's just like when somebody's all trying to hold you up, three different guys, and you just said, nope, you make yourself real heavy, yep. and you go down. And he didn't have to do any of that. He could have just fell down. Yes. I don't think he thought about it until he got, like, really I committed to out of bounds. And credit to the credit to the tackler who was like, oh, I'm going to throw you out, out of bounds, bounds right here. Yeah. This saved him 40 seconds, which they needed in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. that was such a good game. And, and then it was nothing that told me that Auburn was going to lose that game. To uh, us, Bryce Young, man. Woo. You. Well, Harson, I worked with him at A-State. I was sick for him. And Derek Mason, just mm-hmm. we all know Derek. I got to visit with him at a high school game this year. And, oh, two really good guys. Oh, gosh, I hated that for him. But if you're a Bama fan, your boys just keep finding a way. Credit to them. All credit to Bama. Because yeah. that looked lost. Yeah, I, I still don't believe Nick Saban said that, that go have fun out there. <laughs> I do not believe that he said that. <laughs> so that's a ding-dong, too. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to sell us that? Come on, Nick. Hey, Come it's, on. it's coaching carousel season, and that might have been the biggest lie told yeah, in a press conference. It with yes, expletives, no maybe. Yeah. Uh, if you think you're going to have some effing fun. Okay, all right, let's yeah. get Tim point, and Lebanon. Though, hats off to Bama. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tim and Lebanon, let's hear about your ding-dong. Hey guys, uh, this guy can be a ding dong every week. Uh, Robert Griffin the third in a broadcast booth is oh, the worst thing ever. He's actually suggesting that Florida should hire Tim Tebow as their coach is just the latest dumb thing to come out of that guy. <laughs> what in the world, really? <laughs> well, I, I, I completely agree there. to a certain extent. Former elite players are getting hired as head coaches. Yeah. And uh, we got one right here in Eddie George. Uh, my two former teammates, a uh, former teammate as well. Uh, Eddie Robinson is now Alabama A&M's head coach Ooh. that I played with. Uh, he got hired on Saturday. Uh, Deion Sanders is a head coach. Uh, we can go down the list, uh, but I know what he's saying. But it's it we've seen it before. I mean, I can go down. It's a, you know, it's some other players, but uh, out of the booth, you know. So it happens. Be a heck of a first step, though. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to go into the gauntlet of the SEC as my first job. I think I would want a, a smaller, you know, more like a, a Ball State or Arkansas State Florida job. International, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's in <laughs> right. still in Florida. Well, I used our school, you know, Ball State. You have Arkansas 100%. State first. Sure, yeah. send in yeah. one of our schools. He may not want, you may want to be in Florida. Well, your school did a lot better than my school this yeah. year. But, uh, yeah, that that's kind of interesting, man. It's, it's you, know, you know, people want to hear him talk, and he's an inspirational guy. Uh, he's connected to the university. He's connected to uh, the young generation of players. Uh, so I, I, I would never do that, but, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he got him in as like a quarterback's coach or, you know, maybe a, even an OC or something. Wouldn't be surprised at all. At some point, for sure. Um, yeah. We need to take a break. We got a bunch of people on the line. I don't know if it's the ding-dong related or not. I, I have three ding-dongs, and I don't feel like I got <laughs> enough time to share them. So when we come back, said. we will finish uh, ding-dong of the week again, courtesy of our friends at Mark Spain that's coming up next. So if you're on hold, hold. We'll get right to your ding-dong right after this. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone.
Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Uh, Ding Dong of the Week, courtesy of our friends at Mark Spain Real Estate. Carl in Manchester wants to jump in on the Ding Dong action. Carl, what's going on? Thanks for checking in. Well, thank you for having me. Um, My Ding Dong goes to Bigsby, the running back for Auburn, for not going down Mm. and trying to stretch out to get that first down to win the game. Because if he didn't try that and just went down, no me talk no talking about Alabama being in the top five. Yep. And it's so tough because he played such a good game. They played yeah. such a good game. And you have think about this. What a football game is like in sixty minutes. You do everything right, you, you block, you tackle, you do whatever your job is. In the case of this kid, he's such a good player. He's such a big part of what they do. He has one mental lapse. One mental lapse that keeps forty seconds on the clock. And during the time that's left because of that, Alabama's able to, to win. And, and as you pointed out, they go man coverage there instead of, and, and they did it a couple of plays before that. Yep. And I was like, why did they, and I was upset. I was like, well, why did they do that? And I think it was, might've been a third, it might've been second down. And uh, I was just like, Ooh, and I don't know if everybody was playing man, but you know, you try to hide it if you want to, but it was single high safety. So you knew. I'm going to make you beat me, and I'm going to say, you can't get in this end zone. I don't Because I don't think they had any more timeout. Maybe they had one. No, I don't think they, they did at any. that point. Yeah, I'm playing deep, deep to sharp. If some guys miss some tackles, reason why I say some of these things is because as a coach, I want to say, it wasn't me, wasn't my call, they missed the tackle. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did my job. I did my job, and I put you in position not to get beat deep. I, my call told you that. Uh, so certain calls come in and tells you that's why when you go in to prevent, which they didn't do, which I, I agree with, but you got to, you know, call the plays uh, a little bit smart. And he did a great job of all game. And I think he just he got antsy and wanted to get a little more aggressive. I think his D line were getting tired because they were getting pressure with just four. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they, they weren't, and, but that quarterback, you know, young man, he was maneuvering through the pocket. He is magical in that he was moving. You talking about the coolest customer I've seen ever in college football at quarterback. I mean, man, the, the heat is on, and he is just, like, maneuvering, like, slow mowing, and, like, nope, they're not going to get me. And then he would find was... a guy and pump fake and then keep the ball and then throw it. I'm like, man, this guy. He's special. I mean, because he's from uh, California, right? Modern day. He went to modern day in California. Yeah, they got a bunch of dudes out there. Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the same thing. His pulse. It never His jumps. eyes never even. Like, uh, he, he looks the exact same. If three people are trying to sack him, and he's a young player. Like, he's only a sophomore. He's he? the most poised. Yeah, he's the most poised quarterback. He yeah. never seems rattled. He won it right there for me. Because nobody's standing out. He got it. They're always going to give it to a quarterback anyway. So, you know, <laughs> why not him? Whole world watching that game in the Iron mm-hmm. Bowl. You have a tough afternoon. But in the end, you make the one throw that you got to make that wins the game. You take him out of the equation, Alabama loses. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You can put almost any other quarterback from any other team that starts. They don't win that game. Justin, it was was fantastic. It was such a great day of college football. Justin in Murfreesboro up next with uh, Ding Dong of the Week. Justin, how you doing? I'm doing good, brother. Uh, My Ding Dong of the Week is uh, all the players that left Tennessee that went to Oklahoma. Because uh, (laughs) they'd be sitting pretty now now if they would have stayed on the hype train. But, uh, you know. Life's full of choices, and they made some. Y'all have a great day. Justin, you rascal. He just, he just yeah, went after it. Because it's like three or four of them? I yeah. Wanya Morris, Keyshawn, Gray. Gray, who fumbled there at the end. 
Got to get some good college football in watching Oklahoma State. I had never watched them play all year, so I wanted to see how good they were. Yep. And they definitely uh, showed me that they were legit. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was, yeah, they, you're right. I don't know. You know, and I'm watching Toa Toa too, by the way. Yep. Barely saw his name called, and I'm watching for him. And I'm sure. just like, you know, he, you know, he's still the same player, but I think he's got better players around him. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for him to make a lot of plays. Sure. The guys are. When there are many other guys to make plays, mm-hmm. there's less plays for you to make. I remember. I think he got a sack, though. I think on a, on a he, he was supposed to have somebody man-to-man, and they blocked. So he went and rushed and got a sack, a scramble rush sack. One play in the end zone I saw him involved in as well, like in a, in, in pass coverage. I thought, hey, there's Henry T right there. Right, because sometimes I, I, I kept forgetting that he was on the team. I did, too, and I've watched a bunch of their games. Yeah. Yeah, because they're always on. Um, ding dong of the week. I, I have three. Normally I'm a one ding dong guy, but this week I'm bringing three ding dongs to the table. Uh, bring it to the table. One, one is more. Yes. One, one is more of like a blanket ding dong. Cause when this season started, nobody did it on this station. You didn't do it. Lucas didn't do it. Our, our callers and listeners, you weren't doing it, but there are all these people who wrote because NLI is the thing now that college football was ruined forever oh, right. and it was tainted and the game was going to change. And it was going to be the, None of that happened, you ding-dongs. Because a guy could get paid for his tweets or his YouTube videos. You thought that was going to ruin college football. That actually pissed me off. Yeah, H-Town. I, I, I see H-Town Mickey's coming alive. I got that vein in my forehead. Yeah. H-Town got pissed off. Where you put a redness? Where you put a redness? Oh, my gosh, that's coming. You know that it is. That pissed me off. Just because a kid endorses a Chevy dealership and gets to drive a, you know, an S10. Who cares? Who cares? When you were watching football on Saturday, did at one point, did you go, God, this would all be great if that dude didn't get paid for, you know, cookie endorsements? No! You never thought about it. <laughs> going to ruin college football. It didn't ruin anything. And these kids, who some come from absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. get to have a little money in their pocket. And they have a little bit of margin for error in their life because a bunch of them don't have any. And whatever they get, they send it home. Or their friends or family ask for it back home, you know? And, and so just stop that. So everybody, and none of y'all did it. And we didn't have a lot of calls about it. Most of y'all were like, that sounds great. That sounds fine. There was a lot of guys writing about it, though. That's true. Yes, there were. Yeah. Stupid. Get off Get off your high horse. Mm. College football is still great. Uh, Lincoln that's, Riley, that's, one, that's one ding dong down. That's one. Well, I'm pissed about that. <laughs> I got goosebumps. Uh, I see you, Lincoln Riley wanted nothing to do with the SEC. Also, he had the fantastic answer. We got where he, he was asked in in the post game after Oklahoma State after Bedlam, essentially, you know, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of speculation. He goes, "I'm not going to LSU." <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Oh, Lincoln, like, oh, man! I said, "This is another another coach lying." No, he did not lie. No, he did not lie. He said, but they did not ask me about USC. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh, my head is spinning. And so he, Wait, did. so you really believe that he just was scared not to go to the SEC? Like, what? How much was he making? And, like, how much is he going to make now that he left? I mean, like, why, did, why would he leave there? That's, I mean, it's not as uh, big of a, you know, national program over history I, than I, USC. I, but I looked, what, though. What, what, he was making, like, $7 million, wasn't he? Right. They, no? they, Oklahoma would pay him whatever he wanted. So I'm thinking, okay, well, why did he leave? I, like, how much is USC? Have we, I haven't earned even a contract. I haven't either, yeah. What it's worth. But if you look, so I looked because I because th- you you're a why guy, okay? Why? Why did he leave? You made there? me more of a why guy. So yeah. I thought, let's think about all time like wins all time. Where is USC? He can get to the championship easier at a, at a four. 
thousand percent he can out of the out of the Pac-12. Michigan has the most wins all time. Then Ohio State, of course. By the way, congrats to Harbaugh. I got the monkey. Oh yeah, I texted him and said, "What's up?" He said, "Onward." That was his response to me. (laughs) (laughs) Onward. Alabama is three all time. You guys know this. Number four all time college football wins. Oklahoma. See, they're up there. That's what I'm saying. Like Southern Cal is is 13 among all, but that includes like Yale, Harvard. But when you think of programs. People forget, you know, during our era, Oklahoma was the big thing. I mean, oh. they, you know, but USC, you would, off the cuff, you would say was historically a better program than Oklahoma, maybe, right? Not, not just here, immediately, you know, last, you know, ten years or so, but just historically, I think people perceive USC as a as a better program, at least today. I don't know if that's true or not, but they're right. Oklahoma's a heck of a program, man. I, that was that baffled me. I thought he would only leave there if he went to the NFL. I really I believe too. that. I did I, too. I believe that. I, I would. I would have bet money on that. What if somebody uh, pissed him off or something? That's not out of the question. Yeah, yeah. What if he was in those meetings and he said, "I don't want to go to the SEC. You're not asking for my input. I don't want to go." What if they? What? What if in some ways that, that was kind of sprung on him at one point? Maybe he's like, "Screw y'all." Well, the, the AD gonna be like, "Well, we get an extra ten million that we could pay you." Yeah, <laughs> they, and they do. I mean, you know, God, I think you know, you go from twenty five million to you know, you, every school gets forty million in the SEC or whatever. It may, sure, it, it'll be higher than that by the time they get there. My third ding dong is the Lions. So I watched that on Thanksgiving with my family. That was oh. the most incompetently played professional football game I've ever seen. They couldn't down punts. They couldn't cover. That they could not do anything. We watched it waiting for lunch. It was the most incompetently played professional football game I think I've ever seen. The Lions. On their it it Super was Bowl. on, but I was not paying attention. Just I watched. I just, it. I'm not interested in Detroit Lions. You know who, who played well though? Uh, uh, Josh Reynolds, of course. Oh, uh, I did see because they replayed it, <laughs> yeah. and I said, "See what happens when you go to a, a quarterback that knows you, sure, and you've played with, and he looked totally different than with the Titans." See so. that. He would have been number one by a mile if he'd stayed here. Just saw, stay. And I saw your guy Raymond doing some good stuff, too. Tiny Khalif. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Good stuff too. All right, we got callers on the line. We got another hour. John Bryson, hour number two, to try to make sense of all that's going on in college football. Big hour, two of Blaine and Mickey coming up next. Yeah, bring your big ding-dong.